Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. And joining us this afternoon is Joel Schweitzer. He is the regional director of the American Jewish Committee. We're inviting you on our show today to have a really important conversation about the shooter that has been named in the Allen Outlet Mall shooting this past weekend, Mauricio Garcia. Um, the name implies that he is Hispanic, but there has the FBI has been uh, researching more into his background. There have been ties to white supremacy and neo-Nazism. And we bring this to the forefront as this conversation evolves um, to you, Joel, about uh, the importance of knowing that um, this is still very much, uh, unfortunately, in our community. There are people who are still... Uh, bringing attention to this. How did you feel about knowing that there were ties with the Allen shooter uh, to his beliefs? Well, it is, it's almost counterintuitive. And, and it, even though this is not the first time in recent months that we've heard about a, uh, a member of the Latino community with white supremacist ties, it, uh, while it's, it's baffling, it's something we've seen pop up more and more. Uh, we saw uh, last fall, where uh, where former President Trump uh, welcomed uh, welcomed Nick Fuentes, a prominent white supremacist and Holocaust denier, into his uh, into his Mar-a-Lago estate for a dinner. We saw just the other day uh, that Enrique Tarrio, uh, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys, was convicted of seditious conspiracy for his role in January sixth. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Garcia just uh, last weekend here in North Texas uh, with his patch reading RWDS, right wing death squad. And uh, so it's something we have to be aware that uh, that the ability for someone to become radicalized on the Internet can cross racial and ethnic boundaries, even if it seems uh, a little bit through the looking glass to us. It's very strange because you when you hear the phrase white supremacist, you assume that the people that are part of it are white and you don't necessarily see them uh, falling under a different a different rainbow of colors. Yes. And I, I think they come to identify in that way a lot because of the association, you know, whether you agree or disagree with it, but the association uh that many on the right have with patriotism and the way that term has been co-opted. And 
It is also uh, some might uh, some might think uh, an attempt to de-otherize oneself. I feel like I'm being otherized, so I'm going to otherize uh, this other group so that I can be part of what I perceive to be the uh, the majority, or in this case, whiteness. Can we also say that we know that Latinos are not a monolith? We come in every color. Uh, under the rainbow. And, you know, when it comes to uh, saying that uh, Latino has ties to white supremacy, can we also just say blatantly it's because of the color of their skin? So I, I think it, it is it is hard to get in, in someone's head. Uh, this person, from what I understand, uh, had, had a lot of hatred for a lot of different groups. I understand he was also uh, very misogynistic and uh, and was part of the incel community. It's uh, it, it seems to have been a very broad based thing with uh, with this with this uh, with this particular individual. Is this just something where we just need to remove that one particular adjective from it because it is too limiting that hate can go amongst all different kinds of groups that they all kind of have a, a similar bond to them, color or not? Yes. You know, they may have every supremacist may, may have their their own hierarchy of who they hate more than others. You know, for for some, it may be members of the LGBT community or the AAPI or black or Latino or so they may have their own internal hierarchy. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of them tend to be equal opportunity haters. That's that's very true. Now, this uh, suspect is said to have had a group that he communicated frequently with online um, about his beliefs. How, as a community, do we combat these types, this type of hatred in our in anywhere in our country? We need to do more in the area of bridge, of bridge building. I was very proud that recently uh, a, a member of my staff and one of our uh, partners from the Latino community from uh, the organization, the Concilio, went to uh, Washington, D.C., along with the president of our board to, uh, to celebrate the relaunch of the Congressional uh, Jewish Latino Caucus in Congress. And together they uh, they listened to uh, two different cabinet members, an array of speakers on the importance of, of Jewish-Latino relations, and also a report on a recent survey that my organization, American Jewish Committee, uh, commissioned on uh, opinions of Latino uh, Gen Z and millennial leaders of the Jewish community in Israel. And it's important to to convene these conversations and get to get to know one another. And, and AJC does this with the Latino community, with the Muslim community, with uh, with the AAPI community and 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 others. And it's it's part of the really important work that we're engaged in uh, every day. One thing about these kinds of groups is they all seem to have one thing in common, and that is they feel for whatever reason that someone else has wronged them and it's their fault. That's very true. We we live in a grievance culture at the moment. Uh, I hope it's a moment we can all move out of together. The more that we get to know one another and that we 
instead of retreating to our neutral corners and say, I'm only going to listen to columnists that agree with my already held opinion. And the more we get out there and, and, uh, and listen respectfully to others with different experiences, with different lived experiences, with different opinions, I, I think the more we will be ready to really engage civilly in our civil society. You said that you worked with the Concilio and other organizations. Uh, when working with Latinos specifically, as we mentioned at the beginning of this interview, the kind of the rise of uh, far right-wing uh, Latino activists, um, how does culture and language play uh, a role in being effective with um, combating hate? So every year, our Jewish Latino Alliance here in Dallas convenes a Hanukkah y Las Posadas party. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, the, these coalitions are really only effective if we're taking that next step, like going to D.C. for the Congressional Caucus launch. But the cultural things that we do jointly together are so important because that's where that's where you cement those relationships. That's where you develop those lines of communication. So when there are issues uh you can community leader can go to community leader and and know them because they they have a face to the name because they see each other a couple times a year at uh, at these events and and we've seen that uh, happen uh, in the Latino community we've seen it happen in the Muslim community we have we have back channels to one another because our leaders know one another and they connect and they get to know one another. I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but worst case scenario people stop listening. People stop trying to communicate. What's the worst thing that happens? I'm too much of an optimist for that. I, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning if I didn't feel like there there wasn't an opportunity. I, I think there's really a thirst. The the loud the loud voices in the Twitter sphere uh, are are what we tend to hear, and we believe that that's representative of everyone. But the reality is, most of us are between the twenty yard lines. We we want a more civil society. And we need people who want that, not just to sit on the sidelines or wring their hands, but we need them to come together and uh, and speak up. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard because people don't naturally get passionate about the middle, but that's exactly what we need. We, we need people to say, this is not the society we live in. And it certainly isn't the society that we want to live in. We want to live in one of mutual respect we want to uh, live in one where I can disagree with you, but acknowledge your humanity and and uh, and still want to be uh, to live in the same community. Um, you know, I often you hear surveys today about how college students don't want to date someone who has the opposite political views from them. Well, I'm here to tell you, if that were true 50 years ago, I wouldn't exist because my mother was a Democrat and my father was a Republican. And, uh, and, and I, I hate to think that they wouldn't get together because of their opposite political views. And I know there are people listening to us today who are in that same situation. Speaking of those who are listening to us today, what are some action items? It's one thing to feel that way and have it in your mind and have it in your heart of saying, oh, well, I, I do want peace and I do want my community to be, be well. But what are some action items that you suggest? So first of all, get to know your neighbors, know people who are different from you, who have those different lived experiences than uh, than you do. Second of all, 
condemn hate, uh, whether it is hate against the Jewish community or the LGBT community or the black community, we have to be ready to stand with one another. I know uh, a year and a half ago when we had the Colleyville hostage situation right here in our community, it meant the world to me when members of the Muslim community or my friends from the Mexican consulate here uh, reached out to express their concern for us. Uh, so be uh, sometimes being an ally is as easy as just picking up the phone in times of crisis and it's developing those relationships it's that we do uh in the in the first point that i made there uh it's developing those relationships in the long term that provide opportunities to come together and support one another when things go south can those who hate learn to stop hating you see examples of it all the time there are you know there there's that a uh, person whose parents were founders of the Westboro Baptist Church, that that famous extremist organization that uh, that protests at soldiers' funerals and holds all kinds of despicable signs that I that I won't repeat here. Uh, who uh, you know, one of their children is uh, goes around the country speaking out against them. There are there are plenty of examples. Uh, where someone has broken out, but it it takes it takes a support system, and sometimes it takes a support system before that person is willing to accept a support system. Um, but you've got to be patient, and you've got to uh, and you've got to be willing. But I, I find that very few people are irredeemable. I'm sure there are some who are, but uh, but again, you've got to be persistent, and you've got to be an optimist, and you've got to find others who you can lock arms with and uh, and help carry that message. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 